Hey everybody, welcome to the John D Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. I'm just doing this really quick intro right now because I wanted to get right to it. Great episode for y'all this evening, afternoon. What day is it? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Friday. It's Friday, July 24th, uh, uh, 2020. Yeah, that's it. Had a great conversation last night that I recorded with a, a very cool comedy friend of mine by the name of David C. Wingfield. Uh, he and I did a little remote recording type thing. Um, it was interesting. Well, one, it was, it was great to hang out and talk to him just about comedy and just kind of in general. Always a fun thing to do. And then um, what we did remote record, which actually his audio came out pretty good and he was using AirPods. I did not. I just used my phone. So... I don't know. It's, it was a little tricky, but like I said, it was remote recording, and it was. Um, but it was a great conversation. We talked about everything from him, you know, his work he did with Charlie Murphy, the late great Charlie Murphy. Uh, talked about you know retiring from comedy and and doing stuff like that, and it was just it was a fun conversation. So that's what's coming up. Big shout out to was it Jason, Caitlin, and John. John S., I believe, uh, who have all followed me on Twitter and said they like the podcast. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Follow me on Twitter, John D. Comedy, J-O-N-D-C-O-M-E-D-Y. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this really cool conversation with a very funny man. Uh, but we do, we do get a little deep at times, so enjoy that part, too. Comedy's not always just ha-has. It's also got a little bit of a dark side to it. So, anyways, enjoy my conversation with David C. Wingfield. John? Hello. Hey, man, Mr. can you hear me? Mr. David C. Wingfield, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you perfectly. I just got the new ear AirPod thing, so... Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, and right. look at that. They work and everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going uh, sans earbuds, but welcome. You are the first guest on the... John D podcast. We're recording right now. Awesome. Thank You're you for having me, man. Thank you so much. I'm glad course, we could finally man. make this happen. Yeah, me too, man. I'm sorry it took forever. Um, it was just kind of a, you know, work in progress type thing. And I didn't want to put you on here when it was like a, you know, a debauchery of whatever. <laughs> do you remember do you remember when we first talked and there was it was like during the fire, during my neighbor's fire? Yes. That was crazy. That was crazy. The, um, house, the house across the street, for those of you who don't know, the house across the street was just caught fire. It turns out it was a faulty, um, they think it was like a faulty phone charger. Right. And it, it is about a, I would, I would estimate about a four bedroom, two story house. Right. Uh, the whole thing went from start to finish in about 25 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yep. And That's there we crazy. are in the middle of the whole thing, and we're like, "So you want to do my podcast?" And I was like, eh, eh. <laughs> "I know of all times to ask." I'm like, "Hey, could you do the podcast? Like, <laughs> I, need, I need a guest on my podcast. Like, can you come on?" And they're <laughs> like, "Yeah, I got a fire across the street, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little busy at the moment, but uh, but no, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on." Oh, I'm glad you can do it, man. Yeah, so um, I'm going to probably do a little prelude to this. I don't know, but uh, Mr. David C. Wingfield, for my listeners, all 12 of you out there. No, it's more than that. I always joke about it. By the way, have you, have you listened to this show before? Uh, no, I ha I wanted to, but I was like, no, I think I just want to like 
do it and the, I haven't listened to it though. Organically. It's fine. You know, just kind of get into it without knowing that way. I don't, I don't want to like, you know, it's funny. I've never, I've only done one other podcast in my entire life. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they're basically like a radio show. You can listen to anytime you want. Yeah. Um, but I have a sidekick. He actually just, but I have my, uh, I have my uh, sidekick, which his name is Norm. He is a, a smoke detector. That is a working smoke detector. In case people, people can say it, but he beeps every once in a while. A lot of times yeah. it's very timely. Actually, it's actually a nice little. He beeps in every once in a while. So if you well, hear, I'm me, sure the people across the street could have used them a, a few months ago. They, yeah. they probably could have. They probably could have. But let's let's um. But you're my guest on the show, and we're gonna talk. So let's um. Let's do some stuff. Uh, let's talk about well. Let's talk about what's going on in the world. Do you want to do anything like that? Yeah. What is going on in the world? I just finished watching The Last Dance. Did you? Okay. So I'm I'm just kind of getting back into 2020. I was in 1998 uh, for the past. We we watched it. My wife and I watched it over mm-hmm. the past couple of days. So that just came on uh, Netflix. So that's the only TV I have. No, yeah. I, I I've gone completely streaming, and that's the thing is a lot of people don't realize is that a lot you know you can literally do streaming now with just some good internet, and there's so much stuff yeah. out there that there's so much to do. Have you watched Space Force at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We watched that. Great. By the way, you can uh, fucking swear all you want on here if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. I I don't know. Is that okay on your Just, you know, everything is what, everything is just so crazy right now. Everything that's going on, it's just, it's so much stuff and the weather and, and, and the, the statues and yeah. that whole thing and the, the COVID and uh, yeah, I, I um, you know, it's just been so just maddening. It's just, it's like how much more you can you take? Oh, murder hornets. Okay. Let's just mm-hmm. keep going. Pete. You know, it's just, and it's, you know, what's so funny to me about that is that if you, I don't know if you remember, but there were these memes going around, um, around November, December, saying how awesome 2020 was <laughs> yeah. going to be because, oh yeah, do you remember the one that had like because uh, July 4th was on a Saturday and Halloween's yeah. on a Saturday <laughs> and all these holidays are on Saturdays and it's like oh my god it's going to be like the best year and it's no, like, oh no. no oh no no, no. not Cancel even that shit. close <laughs> right <laughs> you're like Jesus what the f- alrighty. I'm trying to, by the way, I'm trying to, I'm going to try hard for, for the 12 people. Oh, no. no. I'm going to try hard to make this sound entertaining and not just like two guys who haven't talked in a while oh, no. and be like, so what's up with you? Not much. Well, what's you up know, with it's you? Been, it's been weird. You know, so. you and I used to see each other all the time. We used to do a lot of, uh, a lot of yes. games together. We used to do a lot of stand up together. I don't really do stand up so much. I know you were doing stand up still up until all this happened. Uh, what, no, you were no. not. Well, no. Well, what? You, we, no, I I retired. I retired in uh, three years ago. Two or two, two yeah. years ago. Two maybe. I started a real like a, a grown up job in 2017, okay. uh, about August first. So I'm coming up on an anniversary. Well, that makes me sad. Um, yeah, me too. Well, but I've been um, retired for a while. You have and no I know idea. how that is, and you know, but it's one of yeah. those things. Okay, we're both dads now. Um, you know, I, yeah. my son's seven. Your daughter is what three? No, she's eighteen months. No, eighteen months. No, she's so be she'll be. Now. Yeah. No, no well, she's I nineteen have a months. Calendar and every day seems like, for instance, the other day, three. 
I was talking to my, uh, I was telling me how my sister's moving in next door and I was talking to her and my yeah. other sister and I was like, oh, well, and I was telling my son, I'm like, well, it's Saturday. One of my sisters goes, no, it's Sunday. And I was like, holy shit, wait a minute. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at my phone. I pulled yeah. out. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it is Sunday. All right. God damn it. I did that today. Yeah, I had to figure out what day. It's today's right. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it happens. But it's every. No, it's. They kind of runs together. Yeah. But it's. But I mean, but it you. Does. You um, you spent a lot of time in comedy. Um, You did. Better part of yeah. 10 years, yeah. And you were one of these guys mm-hmm. that when I. You know, I spent a lot of days, um, well, years on the road, um, and then I spent a lot of time in the D.C. area. But when I moved back down here, you know, I, I uh, you know, it was this thing where it's like, okay, like I, I see Richmond Comics. They're doing stuff. They're doing stuff. Okay, here we go. But you were one of the guys that I remember sitting in the back of, I, it was, um, I think it was at the Funny Bone. And I remember sitting in the back of the club and I was like, all right, who's this guy? Because your intellect <laughs> and your writing was just really like you were going, you were going somewhere with it. You know, you weren't doing something where you were just sitting there going, uh, well, this is that. And this is this, like you had a point to what you were saying. And I don't mean like as a point as in like social issues. I'm saying like, as a point as in like, like for instance, um, I loved your, your, your one of the first bits I ever really, really liked you for was the one where you talked about your family meeting your wife's family. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 as, yeah, yeah, as yeah, a yeah, killer yeah. bit. But it's just your writing and the way you the way you were doing it was just one of those things where it was just like, okay, this guy's got something. And and I know we've all had to step away. I've stepped away from it. You've stepped away from it. Um, you know, I, I kind of felt like I did it back in, I was in, I remember I was on stage in Greensboro, the Comedy Zone, and the crowd was drunk and they sucked. And it was like that moment from the doors where the Indian guy, ghost guy, kind of floats away from Jim Morrison. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> yeah, I talked about another episode, but he's like, it was, just, it was gone for me. Um, so so what happened with that? What happened with that with you? My thing um, with me, it was a, it was a few things. Um you know, you, you, you get disillusioned. It's right. like, it's the, the, first of all, the right. money thing, you know, the, the, and I, I was featuring and, and, and I was, you know, the feature, as you know, the pay hasn't changed since 1993, right. but, and, and, and to add insult to injury, there's fewer mics and fewer dates now, just because the nature mm-hmm. of live entertainment, um, that was one thing uh, that in, in trying to, you know, and, you know, trying to make a living on the road, it was, was just about yeah. impossible. No, I know. I mean, I, I knew that, um, you, know, when, you know, my wife and I were together for six months and then, you know, I was still kind of doing stand up, and then we found out she was pregnant and I was like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta end this because I could support myself yeah. going on the road. I yeah. You can't, yeah. And I had a, I had a, right. I had a wife at home. That was the other thing is like, I can remember, I think I was in Alabama um, and I'm in a hotel room and I was just like, wow, I could, you know, and it was, I love the work. It was, but it was just being away for so long. Right. And then with no money and all that, I started getting like physically ill just because I wasn't taking care of myself, you know, on the road. 
you know, you, you can only have enough chicken oh, yeah. tenders. Oh, eating on the road is terrible. It's one of the worst things. You know, before, and, and I was seriously, I mean, I was having some serious issues. And um, you go to the ER a couple times without health insurance. Right. You know, and that, that, that chaps you, knocks you back mm-hmm. pretty quick. Um, so there was that, um, um, you know, that was probably the primary thing is just no money and um, that, and then, you know, Charlie Murphy, you know, as we know, he passed away, uh, I think March. Right. And we're we're going to get to that a little bit, but we're going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of knocked, that knocked the wind out of my sails. Um, I remember the Charles Ellis thing oh, happened. Shit. And that was, you know, what's surprising to me is how, how, it, how much it kind of affected me more than I thought. Yeah, it because, would. And, and for my listeners who don't know, so there was a guy, well, he said his name, Charles Ellis, who was a comic here in the Richmond, Virginia area. Um, but he had also, he was working the road, but he was basically arrested for uh, molesting children. And, um, well, it not wasn't, that. it was, I don't know he if he did to. that. I know it was, well, he was trying to like. I know he had a bunch of pictures, and it wasn't necessary. Oh, it was, and and I hate to say it because it sounds like you're taking up for the guy, and I'm not. But it was like young right. teens, stuff like that, and it was like because there is a, like another word for that that I don't know, and I don't right. care to know. But and I think he was trying to initiate that, and he had all these pictures. And the weird thing was, we had not a clue that yeah. that was going. But on. he was he was one of those people we, that. You know, because at the time, I mean, you and I and a lot of other comics were all kind of hanging out and not necessarily hanging out in the same circle, but we were both kind of, you know, we were circulating around what mics we could get on. And, yeah. yeah, that was a that was a crazy thing because it was. But yeah, it was. a. He came to South Beach, you know, he was and, and he's a guy that, you know, and I always I always use the comparison comics. It's like you work in the same right. office. You know, you have guys that you may not hang out with outside of work, but when you're at work, you like right. hanging out with them. You'll have lunch with them, you know, exactly. that kind of thing. Um, and he was one of those guys. Now, when I heard about it, I knew he was like, he had a, a, a fervent interest in like the occult. Right. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that. And I'm like, so I think somebody had messaged me, hey, this guy just got arrested. And I'm like, for what? And they said it, and I was like, nah, he couldn't have done that. He Maybe some, like, Satan stuff or whatever. I was like, I don't see that happening. And then I saw it, and I was like, damn. Yeah, it was- and it just really, really, it, it, it was like a, a trust thing just about, I think, is what really kind of hit right. me to the core. Well, you know, for me also, even after I retired, I mean, it was like, uh, yeah, Norm. There you go. Did you hear him? Yeah, there, there it is. is. Norm. He's got his own yes. tag and everything. Uh yeah, nice. Uh, it's got a little. It's a thing. It's not a podcast unless yeah. you have like a thing. It's, he's, my it's, it's, he's my side. He's my side character. Yeah, so he was a green sure. So, um, but it was it was kind of weird. Um, and you know this is a comedy podcast, but at the same time, I also want to get deep on things. But it was kind of weird, you know, when you do you when you're in a business, such as telling jokes, and something like this happens. It's like one of those things we. But it also reminded me of like, you know, one time I worked at uh, I worked at a bar and I was working one day and this these cops came in and arrested this guy and he was taken away for sex. And it's like I had known the guy for like a couple of years. Seemed normal. Seemed right. Fine. Yeah. No, he was. 
these cops had him. Yeah. Dead to rights. He was he was done. So yeah, it was it was that was unfortunate. And it was just all these things were happening at once and it was just really like and I, I started missing like gigs. Like I'd finally gotten on the like I got this um um, it was uh, one of those runs um, through Comedy Zone. Who was the guy that booked those? You know, what I'm talking um, about. Joel Pace. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I got a couple, and I couldn't do it because I was sick, and I felt so horrible because I'd never missed a gig before. And I remember I came back home from Alabama, we just and I only had like a day up. of rest. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love, I love, I, you know what? Okay. Honestly, now that I don't do anymore, I can say this, but I loved everything about that place except for doing the shows. <laughs> the, the, did you like I, the circle I, I loved, right next to the hotel? <laughs> what the circle? Were you at the was Holiday Express? Express? I must stay in there. I think, oh, no, 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 no. I was at the Marriott oh, across okay. the street. Right, um, no, I, you know what? I don't. I don't know what it was. Bruce, Bruce, um, turned me on. He he's the one who called for me. He called what's the guy's mm-hmm. name? Bruce Ayers. Yes. And he said, "Hey, I got a guy. I'm going to send him to you." And Bruce Ayers was like, "All right, go ahead." And I got. I drove like 14 hours to get there. From where were you coming um, from? Oh, no, it's only like 10. No, it's no, 14. I'm driven dude. that drive from here to Birmingham. How? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was. Well, I stopped a couple times, but it took me four. <laughs> took me thirteen, or maybe yeah, thirteen yeah, yeah. or something you. like that. I don't know. I remember. It is a I long drive. I'm not, but I'm not I get there. It, it, you know what it is? It's it's one of those drives. Right. I was telling my wife, my wife, my lovely wife Liz, about this, and we were talking. About, and I told her so many stories. I was talking about um, this one time I drove from here to Tampa. Uh, no, I'm sorry, from DC to Tampa, and or from Traverse City, Michigan to DC or from here to Johnson City, Tennessee on a Friday and I turned around and drove back on a Sunday. And it's one of those things where as a comic, you know, you're basically driving for however many hours. You're on stage for 45 minutes at the most, maybe. And then you're driving home, but you're driving in the middle of that drive, driving home or to it. And you're like, this drive is never going to end. My ass is no, never going to feel the same. <laughs> no, dude. But I, I, I drove there. I did like my first. I was so tired. I wanted to sleep mm-hmm. so bad, and I couldn't because I was afraid I'd miss the gig. And I got there, and I don't know why, because it wasn't a good set. But this guy just, just was like, "Yeah, gotta have Bruce you Bruce anytime. Ayers. Just come on through." Okay. Bruce Ayers. Oh, Bruce Ayers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bruce Ayers. And he was like, come on through. He's like, that was great. And people were looking at me like, oh, my God, he never says anything about anybody. And he was like, right. And I was like, okay. But I hated every set. I, I never felt like I had a good set there because it was such a cavernous area. It was so wide open and everybody could see you and you yeah. could see everybody. I never felt like I had a yeah, good set big there. Room. Big, I never. The screens, it's a huge screens room. On the sides. And the yeah. screens. But 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 that's the only everything else about that place yep. is perfect. I love the I love the area. I love going to that mall. That was that mall that had a shooting. I <laughs> yeah. used to hang out there in the right. daytime. Um, everything about it was great. I just yeah. hated the shows, which everything else, you know, or every other place was probably the opposite. But and um, I will say Bruce Ayers, um, he did me a huge solid because I had to go. Um, I was the next to the last time I was there. Uh, my wife's father right. passed away and I had to get to Hong Kong and I was just like, 
I don't have any money That's, to get to Hong Kong because he hasn't right. paid and me. Sorry yet. not to cut you off, but just so to be in Birmingham, Alabama, and to look at somebody else and say, right. I have to go to Hong Kong from Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, well, the, that's the good thing about that is the good thing, and what I figured out later on down the line, what I should have done is not drive there, but you know, you can, it's only an hour and a half, if that, from the ATL right, airport. Right. So, or maybe an hour or something like that. But that's, and, that's just um, crazy to be like, I have to go to Hong Kong. Yeah. And I had to get on a flight and I got, a, and I only had like, I only had enough clothes for the weekend that I had to go do, like, stay for a week there now. And, um, and he, he was, he was kind enough to front me the money, gave him my whole week right there. He's like, and I said, I will definitely come back here, you know, and pay you back. And I did, like, I think like four months later, he put me on for a, for a half a week or whatever. And so that just to, he was a great guy, yeah, and uh, I. Um, he actually texted me a few times after I got off. He's like, "Are you coming back?" I was like, "Nah." I was like, "Thank you," but so you know, he was very right. nice. So, so, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't like where you felt like the spirit left you, which is kind of one of the things that I went through. Um, was where I kind of just I felt like this is not you know like I loved and I've talked about on other episodes of my show where I'm like you know I loved stand up growing up. Um, but somewhere along the lines, it just, I like, I felt like I hit a ceiling. Um, and I just, I could see that coming with me. I could see it now. The shows were still, the shows were still popping. I had actually made some inroads, um, in the right. industry. Like I said, Bruce Ayers, Bruce Ayers is a lot more influential than people think. It's kind of funny when, when you think of like Birmingham, Alabama as the episode well, of comedy. When, when you run a five, but that guy's really comedy club. Yeah, you're gonna have some pull. That guy's really dialed in nation, yeah. nationally. And the guy that you know, he opened another club out in um 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 and somewhere in Alabama. I forget the name of the not Mobile, but another city. Um, I forget the name of it. I had all those places known by heart now, but. Him and another guy, uh, Brian Dorfman, mm -hmm. who's a huge yep. um, guy. I got, I ended up being passed by him. I did Zanies with right. Bruce Bruce, and because they all like Bruce Bruce was. I, I, I after I was with Charlie, I was with Bruce Bruce, right. and um, Bruce Bruce was really instrumental in tr trying to get me introduced to all the like the names, the you know the industry people, and you know. I, I met the guy. He saw me. He liked me. He's like, yeah, call my office and everything. And I was actually talking about this with my wife the other day. I was like, I never called him because I just couldn't do this. I couldn't sustain like my health and everything was just, um, yeah, but you're right. Like doing the same act night after yeah. night, after night, yep. after night, after night, it's like, I just, okay, I, I can do it, but nah, well, it's, you know, just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, my one of my favorite things when I used to work the road all the time was when I would come up with a new bit and not even necessarily mm. one of my favorite things was where and I and I know you've done this because I've seen you do it in person but also I'm sure you did times I had not seen you um because I know you'd be out for a while and I'd see you and I come back together and all of a sudden you'd have this new bit I forgot what bit it was but there was something you did one time and I was like dude where did that come from You're like yeah I was on stage that, that was one of my favorite things about when you were working, because when you're working all the time, your brain's working all the time. Like you're always writing. And one of my favorite things is when I'd be on the road, like week after week after week, or at least every other week, was where I would come up with something. 
that was brand new. And it was like you had a new shiny toy, you know, and you would yeah. just be like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this? And it was one of the best things ever. But Yeah, I got to – and I learned that uh, – you know yes, Seton Smith absolutely. Fantastic. Seton was the one who, who turned me on to, like, writing – he called it writing yeah. from the stage. And so there was a bunch of bits that I was doing that I hadn't even put pen to paper. Um, just never even thought about it. I would just go up on stage and just do some sort of manifestation and just remember where the, the beats were and just start every, like, that was it. Just work on it from yeah. the stage. And yeah, it's so satisfying, especially when you start out with like a, it's like a seven minute bit, and then you've got it under like a tight, tight two minutes where everything is yeah. filling. Well, you well, know, not even two Dude. minutes. We just do get down to like four, and you're just hitting it. You know, you just bam, 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 and like, yeah. and like a laugh every like eight seconds. And then you, and then yeah. this is the best thing, and this is what we're gonna get into. Well, I have a couple of questions for you, but then we're, but um, when you're sitting and you're hitting it, and it's like you sit there and you're like, all right, thank you very much. You know, I'm. I'm David C. Wingfield, or I'm John D. Miller, which we need our own podcast. It's called Two Guys with Mental Initials Podcast. And <laughs> sure. But um, when you sit there and you hit it, because, you know, we, we both have headlined, but we never really – we were both mostly openers um, or middles or what do you want to call it. But um, but when you sit there and you put that mic back in that stand and you're like, all right, thanks very much. Enjoy so-and-so. I'll You know, thanks a lot. And you walk off, and they're literally – cheering so loud you know and then you get to walk past and you're not necessarily trying to bury the headline but at the same time you're just like yeah all right go ahead check that out <laughs> yeah check that out. go ahead go ahead walk up there and uh, do your little five minutes off the break yeah but nick cantone had the best story about that and nick cantone said he was uh and he was working with a comic one time I don't know who this comic was, but this comic was opening for okay. Tim Allen. And this comic killed it, crushed it. Everything worked. It was one of those sets where everything was just, just couldn't have right. done any better. Comes off stage. Tim Allen goes, how were they? He's like, oh, my God, you have no idea. Everything was great. They were killed. They love me. They love me. Oh, my God, they love me so much. And Tim was like, cool. They'll forget all about you two minutes after I'm on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick asked the guy, he's like, well, he said, well, it's actually more like a minute and a half. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was, it's like the real cats don't care, man. They don't. And yeah, you, but I, I, and I loved working with guys and, and, and Charlie Murphy and Bruce Bruce were two of the main guys who were like, you go do you do you as hard as you I loved can headliners do you. that would do that. I loved headliners that would literally yeah. be like, no, you do whatever you want. Like, is there material? Is yeah. there something you don't want me to talk about? Like, I remember, I uh, well, I don't want, but it was a female headliner one time. She didn't want me to say the word dildo on stage. I think I know who yeah, you are. Yeah, Lisa Lampanelli. I don't know. Not, 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 not Lisa Lampanelli. Yeah. What's her name? No, Lisa uh, no, Landry. You know, no. she was on the last conversation. Anyways, sorry, said the wrong people. We're not going to edit that out. I don't give a fuck. But um, anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, she was just like, yeah, don't say the word dildo. And I was like, okay, I won't. And I was like, fine. But some of the, even female comics or male comics, whoever they were, I mean, I remember Maria Bamford was like, just do whatever you want. Or, you know, Bill Burr was like, just do whatever you want. Or like, just 
any headliner, even as an MC, Pablo, you know, he'd be like, yeah, just do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, those are the ones, yeah. like Tommy Davidson or like Mark Curry. I remember when I, I worked with Mark Curry at the Funny Bone in Richmond here. It was me doing 15 and then him doing the rest of the show. And he was like, just do whatever you want. And then I remember, but there was one, there was one show where he was late. He'd taken a nap at his hotel and he'd fallen asleep. And I ended up having to do like 35, 40 minutes somewhere in that. And he came in and was like, yeah, I'm, they're great. You know, good job. But I, you know, people like him and all those other guys that are out there, they're like, they don't give a shit. Like what kind of material mm-hmm. you do. Like they just do your thing because they know that they can back it up with what they have. Yeah. Those are the best because those are the true pros. I, you know, I remember years ago working with, uh, what was his name? I don't, it, it, anyway, I do know his name, but I'm not going to call him out now because he's been in trouble lately. But um, he was at the improv in DC and I was hosting mm-hmm. and he yelled at the feature for talking to a woman in the audience because most of his act was crowd work. That's like what, it's like oh. he literally, the woman said something to him. He said something back to her. And that makes it crowd work. Like he's yeah. doing. Um, yeah, I know a guy like that too. And that the the guy is the the guy. This guy's, um, you know, the guy does mostly pretty much all crowd work. And that was he was always like that. Don't talk to him. And I, I, I you know, everybody has their things. And it was just that was always the thing: is who, which guy is going to let you sell merch, and which guy's not, and which guy's going to let you do this, and right. you know, all that stuff. And, and that's. Yeah, it's just another day at the office, really. But yeah, it was always—I don't know—it was just always good to be able to do Absolutely. you, you know, hundred percent. And that's the thing is that, um, yeah, that, that's one thing I liked about you. One ice, Norm. There he goes. There he is. Norm. Um, but yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. You do you. Um, he's my cheerleader. Um, but that's what I liked about you was when I saw you for the first time when you were doing stuff that I can remember. Um, but you were talking about, sorry, so you, you, it's my little Christopher Walker. Uh, um, you all right? John? Are you there? Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know what happened. It just said it was kind of. Having a hard time connecting. All right, we all right. Well, so we're here still. All right, sorry, sorry, listeners. It's we're, we're more remote recording, so I don't know where it lost me. But I was saying was how you were doing you, and that's one thing I, I liked about your stand-up was that you were literally being you. You were talking about where you were from, which is uh, Southwest Virginia. Not yeah, from Richmond. Jump out your redneck relative. Oh, the act, the 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 act, yeah, okay. that that yeah. bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. The bit, but you was, have relatives um, from the country. My yeah, my relatives okay. originally so are from like okay. Appomattox, but you're but so you're like, from yeah, way okay. out there. Yeah, born and raised Mechanicsville. Okay, yeah. all right. Do you want to elaborate on any of that? Um, you... <laughs> no, I've I've you know what, man? We've been I've been dealing. I've talked with more of my classmates in the past six months than I have in the God knows how many years since I graduated. Okay. I shouldn't even say six months, last three months, just with all the stuff and then the 
Because I went to Lee. Oh, gotcha. Right, right. And I went to Stone. And I went to Stonewall. And so, you know, you it's definitely everybody's taking sides on that. So, you know, and and um it's just everybody's like so sick to death of it on both sides. You're just like I'd I'm at the point now with that whole thing, and I'm like, look, I'm not going to try to change anybody's mind about anything. And if you won't, if you can't admit, if you can't say to me that Black Lives Matter, um, I know exactly right. where you stand, you know, as far as these people. And I'm like, that's all I need to know. I was like, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want to know where you right. are, um, you know, but this All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter. I was like, that tells me exactly where you are. Right. I understand. I mean, so, that's the thing. Uh, some of the stuff I've seen is like, you know, I'm not saying that all lives don't matter, but you have to understand that what we're saying right now, and we're two white guys saying this, but what we're saying is that, you know, it's about, one of my favorite things I've seen is, you know, I say, it's it's a, it's a meme and it has, um, you know, I'm saying Black Lives Matter because, when you said, uh, you know, uh, justice and everybody for, for all, you know, all. Right. Justice and all, you didn't say it weren't black people exactly. included. And when you, you know, when liberty and justice for all, they weren't a thing that yeah. they weren't a part of that. And all men are created equal. It wasn't, they weren't all a part of that women. either. And whoever they are. So, you know, it's time to bring that to the table. And I, like I said, dude, at this point with the school thing, I'm so sick of arguing with people about it. And, I'm like you argue to you and the problem with the internet is everybody's a tough guy um you know it's it's just it's just frustrating and nauseating and all the other stuff and I'm just so like I said I'm done trying to trying to change people's minds I just want to know where they're at and now I do so it's definitely been a sobering time to kind of figure out where people are but like you know I I sat there I'm actually friends with um a friend of my wife's on Facebook um, I'd never met her. I just, my wife used to work with her years ago. <clears throat> and at some point it was like, Oh, you know, and it just, it been a being, I'm friends with her on Facebook and she put something on, uh, about, well, about Biden. But all I did was basically say, mm-hmm. and this is what my thing is that I do on social media is I say, okay, you know, where's the facts on this? Like you realize either this is an untrue fact or where's the facts on this? Like you're just reciting a meme. And this guy, this friend of hers, just who, if you look at his profile pic, just had, you know, MAGA hats all over his profile picture. And I'm like, anybody was sitting there calling me an asshole. And I'm like, I didn't, all I'm doing is asking for facts. If you want to argue something, give me facts. So, and that's what all this is. I mean, people want to take it on the statues. I grew up in Richmond. You know, most of my life, I went to high school in all of Virginia, which my high school in Arlington is, was called was called Washington Lee High School. They have switched it to right. Washington Liberty High School, which, you know what, I'm not over it. They want to take down statues. They want to do whatever. You know what? I'm, you know, I'm at that point where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not. It's not. It, it is what it is. And. Part of me, I was saying to my mom and wife today was, you know what? Leave the Lee statue up and leave all the graffiti and everything all over the side of it. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that totally. Just leave it up. I do that in a heartbeat. Because then we're going to get yep. something else. So, <laughs> I mean, we great. Trees. <clears throat> That's my saying on the show, too. Um, I hear you. So, 
let's talk about you a little bit more, and then I'll I won't keep you for right. don't worry. Uh, so your lovely wife Kia, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Kiaandco.net. If you want to. Kia and Co. Right. Kia and Co. Net. Candy Valley Cake Candy Company. Valley. Yep, com. Absolutely. Yep. Hit them up. Um, I dude, I want some of that chicken. Was it chicken nom nom pizza? Oh my god. The nom uh, pizza is like her chicken nom pizza. Butter chicken nom pizza is like the best. In the, I just, dude, I I still want some, and I I will literally actually I might have to uh, drive downtown at some point just to get some because I've had I've had yeah. similar to that. Not from her, but this is similar to that in other places that I've. Because I love Indians. I love me some curry and I love some other stuff like that. Where have you been in Richmond? Like, where recently? Because I can tell you a lot of places are copying her now. Are they, it's pretty I, common. Well, I don't know about I don't remember around here. I, but I'm saying, like, over the years, I just go in some place and do it. Right. Uh, especially, um, there was a place in Arlington that was the. Uh, I. Anyways, I don't know. But. I went to an Indian place in Arlington once. We yeah, both did. It was it was freaking amazing. But um, but anyway, I want yeah. So keyandco.net, candyvalleycakecompany.com. But here's an interesting story about you. Was how did you meet your wife? I was working, um, and just like in the in the bit, and just like it was, I was working for a Circuit City mm-hmm. corporate office, and we outsourced. You know, like all the other companies at an Indian right. call center. That's where right. she so was see. working. It's uh, it's coming into the bit now. It's come. To, I'm actually starting to do the bit. That's where she was working. We met, fell in love. Now she's been pissed <laughs> off ever since. That was cool. nah, but that was she was the trainer okay. um, for for that. So she was the you know I was I was in charge. I was like not in charge, but I was one of the right. trainers uh, that would train all the reps because we had Richmond reps. Um, we had Bombay, which is where she was. We had Delhi and we had Philippines and we had Sudbury, Canada. So I was on the training team. It was actually, I was the assistant trainer, um, in Richmond. So I would, it was my job to get everybody like up to speed. And it was, and I was training these people every day on all, you know, on all four different offices and, and the 50, I guess, 50 or 60 we had in Richmond. If you went on to circuitcity.com back in the day and tried to shop, that was then you called the call center. That was who you got. Um, and that was so I would train them, you know, sales and product training and stuff like that. Um, she was the she started off as a rep there uh, and then she was in charge of train of the training information. So she was my contact over right. there. And that's where but we that- met. And because I had to visit. Yeah, okay, so I was gonna say so, but you went to India and actually met her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And sparks yeah. flew. And or... then. <laughs> yeah, not you know, not at first, but it was more like when I got back, like uh, afterwards, okay. like we were talking. And the real, the real thing happened over the, like I, we had instant messenger right. AOL, and so we pretty much it would just pretty much. Um, no, it was through Circuit City, so it was yeah. like whatever their system was on the computer. So, um, we would just every day I would log in. There she was, you know, and we just did that pretty much every single nice. day. Uh, and then I got her fired. And I was like, shit. Okay, no, I did for real. No, I, you I did. Um, 
Yeah, like because I think she had called me once when I got home, and um, <laughs> she called me on my personal phone right. from work. You're like, I'm not having. And this. the the <laughs> well, here's the thing: what it what had happened? See, the jobs over there are they're they're ten times more cutthroat because over there they're great Absolutely. jobs to have. So the other people she was working with were some of them were really not nice and one guy recorded the oh, call no way. okay yeah he was a prick and um and he recorded the call and then he set her like he he ended up fudging some numbers to make them look better mm. like so what they were doing they were doing some sort of some sort of thing happened where he uh we caught them um like fudging their their sales numbers or whatever something doing something that really just tried to prop them up you know make them look like they were doing better than they actually were and when he got called out for it he goes no it wasn't me it was her and then he goes listen and then he played this recording for for all the bosses no shit oh my god and they were like, and he, she just kind of, and she was, they were like, all right, you're out. And I was like, oh, I was like, I felt like shit doing that. So, and I was like, man, and I tried to figure out like a way that, like, cause I wanted her, I was like, I'm not, you know, now I'm not gonna be able to, I can see like it happened. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to see her every day. I'm not gonna be able to talk to her. I was like, this sucks. Sure. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm just gonna, just gonna ask her to marry me. And, um, yeah, she said, yeah, we got engaged. Actually, I flew back uh, to Bombay and we got engaged there. Oh, really? And we got, yeah, we did a, we did an engagement ceremony there and then started the whole thing. And then she came over, uh, I guess, about six months later. And then we got married here um, about three months after she got here. Because you have to, uh, it's like a law, like if you come, because she came here on a fiance visa. Right. So I think it's a law. Like once you get here, you have like ninety days that you have gotta, to gotta do the deed. Get married. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was uh, that was how we met. And um, that's yeah. well, I just I was telling Liz, you know, about you know how you know you were working for, and I didn't know it was Circuit City. Jeez, um, but how you yeah. yeah, and then she was working in India, and you had gone there and everything else like that, and it just how it was kind of crazy about mm-hmm. how that whole thing happened, which, um, but she's a great lady. And I don't know. I just, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted my, uh, my listeners to hear the the story of it because it's, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's cool. Like it's just one of those things, like, but it's a different kind of story. I mean, as opposed to, well, it was, as you remember, do you remember the guy that you emceed for who was the writer on the TV show outsourced? Do you remember that oh, week? Who was that? Um, I don't want to say his name, but because he's, oh. he's a Trump comedian yes. now. Yes, I, I, I don't yeah. want to say his name. And he, yet, no, he basically screwed me out of like a mm-hmm. whole thing with that because he yep. found out, and I found out later. Like I found out from yep. another guy, um, behind the scenes, what was happening was this guy that the comic that you were yep. you were working with, um, he was hired as a punch yep. up writer. Uh, but he wanted to get into the be on the 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 like the writing table, like get off of the punch up writer and be like yep. a story writer, because that was where the the, the you know what fucked up was. Is I was literally so, talking about that dude about three hours ago. I'm not even joking. Yeah, I'm, oh, not, really? I'm not gonna say his name because I don't. Cause, 
No, he's a jackass. Yeah. And he, when he found out, he basically was like, he called, what's the guy's name? Ken Quapis, the guy who created it. And he created the office. He's the one who not created yeah. the office, but he, he, he developed it for yeah. the U.S. Uh, he developed that show. Ken Quapis. He called Ken Quapis and he goes, oh my God, I've got the main character in Richmond, mm-hmm. Virginia. And so he told, as he told me, he goes, hey man, he goes, you give me some things that happened to you. He said, and I'll get you a seat at the writer's table. I remember this. I remember sitting outside. No, I remember this, sitting outside the Funny Bone with you. And I remember him Mm -hmm. talking to you and you telling him about stuff that had happened. And I remember him going, okay, okay, okay. And I remember he even was like writing shit on napkins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And I got to watch... Every week, I'd go watch the show when I had TV, and I would watch me on the screen. Things happen. It was actually funny because it happened to Dieter Bader's character, the the guy who was yeah. selling guns. A lot of the stuff they gave to him, like um, I remember the big one. I remember is how uh, he gave everybody nicknames, mm-hmm. and I know why I oh. gave everybody. And that's what I did. I gave. I had to give because it it was a it was a way that on on one hand they felt kind of cool that they had these nicknames, but it was a really a way that I could remember 75 names. Cause you go in this office, there'd be tons right. of people and everybody's named Gapreet and Bovnesh. And I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. So you're Bigfoot because you're <laughs> tall. Uh, you're Kramer. Cause you look, there was a guy who looked just like Cosmo right. Kramer. I mean, to the T, this guy looked like Kramer and like, so I, I nicknamed everybody and that's what they did on the show. So the guy, the comic, he told me, he goes, here's what we'll do. He goes, if it goes a full season, he goes, we're going to bring you in. Okay. Um, well, it went a full season. Where are you at? Nope. Sorry. We, we're not going to do that. Yeah. I'm like, what? I remember that. And then it got canceled. And then it got canceled. Well, you don't know the, the best part of it. It gets canceled. All right. They get one season. They get canceled. I ended up hosting for this guy in Virginia Beach. Wow. And he's like, yeah, sorry that happened. You know, we were really working hard. I'm thinking, no, you really weren't. Working and hard we actually, we actually went out, uh, you know, we were at Virginia Beach, and, you know, Keegan's sure. was across the street. Uh, the feature act that we were with um, picked a fight outside of Keegan's. That he obviously, at that time, he was not going to yeah, do I remember anything. Story. So, yeah, he picked, yeah. Yeah, he picked a fight and didn't do anything. And then the comedian that we're talking about, uh, ended up across the street yep. at that point. So I was like, it was basically me and these five guys, and, and the, even the bouncer looked at me and was like, he's like, I'm just letting you handle this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's probably the best thing. Well, and you're not a small and, guy, but at the same time, I don't, I mean, I know you can hang yourself, but you're not a fighter. Like you, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on it. I was just talking. I was just, and I basically like walked up like right in the middle of it, right as the guy went to hit. I just remember like catching a guy's punch and saying, "We're not, yeah. we're not doing that." Sorry, <laughs> just be, you know. And I wasn't mad at him or anything because I know this, I know the comic, and I was just like, "Yeah, he can do that right. to you." And he just, we we're comics, we run our mouths. Right. That's what we do, you know. And that's <laughs> so I was like, "It's not, it's not going to happen." Sorry to burst your bubble, and I was like, "I'm not mad or whatever. I'm not a tough guy," and I'm like, "It's not happening. Just leave." But the funny thing was, the comic that we're talking about that we worked with was literally across the street the entire time. I believe it. Um, this happened. And then once they got back to the hotel, when I heard the story the next day from, uh, you know, Funny Bone GM, apparently I was not even there. 
apparently they took they handled themselves. Dude, I had, and I was yeah, like, I oh, had that's three cute. people that put you there. But I well, yeah, but just that when they were telling the story, they were they were they were the tough guys that took care of everything, and I wasn't even showing up, and I was just like, yeah. oh, that's cute. But that's I mean that's why the guy's a Trump comic yeah. now. No, I got you. But Ugh. that was um yeah, outsourced. I got to watch myself on uh I got to watch myself on right. and, that, TV. And, that, and that was so. and that was yeah. That was perfect. That's kinda of why I brought it up because I I kind of well I'd kind of forgotten some of that stuff, but I know that uh, there was some of that there, but yeah. That's that's fucking crazy, man. But I I remember that dude sitting there talking to you, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, this show. And that was, that was yeah, because he was like, because he when he when I I remember I met him like that first night that y'all worked together, and I was just talking to him. And I was like, what do you? Because I knew he like I think you were getting his credits, and um, that's I think that's how it started because you were getting his credits for his introduction, right. and he's like, I'm on a new show called Outsourced, and I was like, oh, you mean my life. <laughs> And his jaw hit the floor. He's like, "Oh, that's you." I was like, "Yeah, that's 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 how I met my wife." He's like, "Oh my god!" In which he's all he's hearing is ching 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 ching. Yeah, it so, was one of those moments. Yeah, nice, nice guy. <clears throat> well, you moved on from that, Mister David yes. Linfield. So let's um, uh, I, I like to keep my episodes about an hour or so, but this is going to be. Which hopefully it came through. I had that weird disconnect for a second. But anyways, we'll be all right. So I want to talk about um, what it was like to work with Charlie Murphy. Um, and what is that, is that okay? Can we talk about it? Okay. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, totally. I was thinking about him the other day. That? I was thinking about oh, him yeah. the other no, day. Actually. I was literally kind of watching last night. Because I was getting ready for this today, but I, well, not this evening, this ten or something at night. But I was thinking about it. But I was right. watching old Chappelle show stuff, um, which you know, like when he talks about the whole Prince playing basketball story, or the whole you know, <laughs> you know, all the stories like that that he did on Chappelle's show. So one of the things was first off, what was how did you get hooked up with working with him? I was, it was just, I got the week, just like we always did. I got the week in okay. Richmond. Um, and we just hit it off. His his opener was a guy named Free yeah. Love, who, who traveled with him everywhere for like eight years. Um, and me and Freeze hit it off really. I, I just, I don't know, I kind of fell in. Um, you know, I never watched the Chappelle okay. show. I really never did. I never, never, I didn't know. And I was wondering why every time I'd go, oh, who are you working with? Charlie Murphy. Oh, Charlie right. Murphy. I was like, why? And I remember asking, I was like, why do people keep doing that? And he started laughing. He's like, oh, it's from the Chappelle show. <laughs> gotcha. And so I Googled it. I was like, okay, now I get it. I don't think I even Googled it that time I worked with him. Because I didn't, you know, the problem was you, you never looked forward to working with anybody because if you if you liked them, they might have turned out to be an asshole. Yeah, those are the most disappointing ones. Yeah, and so I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to, and, and so I'd kind of heard this guy was kind of, um, I'd heard like he was just kind of really particular, not really a prick, but kind of, a, you know, just like really wanted shit his way or whatever. And I was right. just like, all right, I'm just not going to piss him off. And so the, the, I remember the first time I met him, I was like, hey, I'm your MC. He goes, what jokes do you do? I was like, okay, uh, well, I talk about this and that. And then he stopped and he goes, do you know why I'm asking you? And I was like, no, why are you asking? He goes, because I don't want us to be doing the same jokes. And he goes, I don't want us, you know, to cover you. But he's like, but everything sounds cool. 
he's like, have fun. And he, he, I, I remember like, he always made the point to make the show about the three. Like he, he included me on the bill. It wasn't the MC and right. him. It was the three of us on nice. the bill. And, um, I just, uh, um, I ended up working with him then and worked with him the next year and just, we just kept working together. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, and I, it was always the funny bones. Right. And, and I, I know there was times where you were, I mean, you were going on the road, you were flying out to be in different places that had to be pretty cool. Did you find it? Um, and I've done this so many times, not so many times, but a, quite a few times in my career, but what I had where you're on stage and the headliner is obviously it's a you know it's like a charlie murphy or it's a you know whoever or bobby lee or a tommy davidson or whatever and you're like okay and you have people being like where's you know bring on so and so did you have that happen with uh, charlie murphy a lot no that's funny you ask I, I i've never i don't think i ever did um i don't no, not that I, rec- I don't recall anything like that ever happened. Everybody was always cool with me. Um, if it, if it did happen, I don't know why. Actually, it's kind of funny. I'm thinking, why wouldn't that have happened? It should have. Uh, I don't know. I guess I did something right that people liked it, but I didn't, um, no, that never, it never. Huh. That's cool. Um, no, cause I, I remember seeing him. I've only, I only saw him one time live and it was at the funny bone. I don't know if you were working or not. Mm-hmm. You might've been. But I remember two things happened. It was like people kept yelling, I'm Charlie Murphy. And then the other thing was um, people kept yelling, I'm rich, bitch, which is also from Chappelle's show. Chappelle's show. I don't know. Nah, I think that was like the first time he was there before he started actually doing jokes. Freeze helped him a lot develop. And he, the same thing about Charlie that I always regret, he was never as funny on stage as he was off. Right. Like off stage, sitting around. And see, that was where the Chappelle's. The the genius behind the skits was not just Char- it was Chappelle, it was the the real credit for that goes to Chappelle because Charlie just sat around and told stories all the time. That's what right. he did. And if you're in the green room with him, you're going to hear those stories and others. And I heard about five hundred of them. And um and it was Dave Chappelle was like, holy crap, that would be hilarious if we acted that out. You know, obviously the famous ones right. are funny. But I'm sure, I'm sure there was a ton of uh, the especially one, with his brother. Oh my God! And that wouldn't even like I'm. It was only a handful, but it was just like he had the knack for telling a story. I can't do it. I can't tell a story and make it. I mean, he has you on the edge of his seat. Um, the one I always remember, we were on the way to a club in Richmond. I never went out with him hardly ever, but this one night he just made me go with him. Uh, it was me, him, and Freeze. We went to that club in Fusion down in Scott's mm-hmm. Edition. And he told a story about his car breaking down on the side of Long Island Expressway. He didn't have any shoes on. He's having to run down the thing. And everybody's looking at him going, Gusto, because he just done CB4. Right. He's got cut off jean shorts on. And he's got to hop over a dead raccoon. <laughs> and he's telling this story. I am convulsing with laughter just to hear him tell this story because I can just picture it. He just had a knack for that, but it just never, he never, he didn't have enough time on stage to, to, you know, it takes years to develop a voice, to find a voice and develop an act. And he was hilarious, but he never, it never got to that point with him, unfortunately. 
because he started off as a headliner. Well, yeah, but I mean that was a little bit of notoriety and everything else like that. But it was all notoriety. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's just it sucks. Yeah. On the other hand, because you don't have now you're because he was always under such a microscope, but he handled it great. I remember I remember one he used to do. I remember he did a bit. He said something. I got. He said, I got two things going for me, faith and principles. Like, that was the thing, right? right? He, uh, he I got two things going for me. I got faith, I got principles. And he goes, in Virginia Beach, he goes, I got two things going for me. And this guy yells out, yeah, Rick James and Eddie Murphy. Oh. And the whole crowd, and even me, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that was a good one. I was like, oh, he got a good one off there. And it was like. And Charlie just looked at the guy, and he was like, "Yeah, that's pretty funny." And it was—he didn't like, do anything. No, nah, he kind of went after the like he he. I think he just shut the guy up. He's like, "Let me tell you something." He's like, "Ain't that kind of party?" And but he he shut it down. But it was really funny at the time. No, I kind of laughed. Was. I was like, "Whoa, it was funny." It, it just—that's the thing because the timing of it was perfect. But I mean, he was under such a microscope. He right. knew it. Well, that, that's the reason why I was bringing it up is I was just wondering because to work with somebody. Because you know when you work with a headliner, whether you're an MC, you're a feature, you're the head. You know when you work with a comic, you know being in the green room. Like one of my favorite stories, I always was telling somebody, buddy of mine, the other day I was talking to, where I was hanging out with Pablo Francisco, and I was sitting in the green room at Richmond, and he was laying on the couch, like kind of taking a nap, and I was like, dude, I could leave, I can go, and he was like, no, no, you're fine. And I'm sitting there and we were watching Star Wars, right? And mm. he he was doing this bit at the time where he was doing the uh was it Allstate? Like like, oh, you know. And so he was oh, an yeah. Allstate guy. I think it was Allstate, yeah. And I'm sitting there and I was like, uh he kind of lifted his hat up at one point. He looked at me and I was like, Is a Rebel Alliance trying to blow up your Death Star? <laughs> it's get <just> uh. <laughs> And he started laughing. He was just yeah. like, dude, that's funny. All right. And he put his hat back down. <clears throat> but it's, you know. Charlie Charlie had this laugh. <laughs> he had the biggest laugh that yeah. he would do. And I would, like, I don't think I ever had any greater, like, I felt prouder in my life than I would make him laugh like mm-hmm. that. Like, he would just have this bust. He would just bust out laughing if he thought something was that funny. And so I did give him, a, I always gave him, like, when I was emceeing, I gave him a couple things to take with him on stage. Nice. So that was like, it was like, yeah, it was really cool when you did that as an MC, you know. Um, when I became, like, when I opened for him, which was, I, I was trying to think how many dates I did, probably like somewhere between 10 and 15, like, feature act with him. Um, so yeah, you had a few. Yeah, it was a while. It was, and you know, it was now to get off track a little bit, I was thinking about this the other day too. I don't know what brought this up because I hadn't thought about it in forever, but I guess I was thinking just about doing the, the podcast. I wanted stuff to talk about when freeze one of the, probably, I don't know if it was the last time I saw him or one of the last times I saw him. Um, I forget how it happened, but somewhere in the middle of the show, the two had, a, like I said, they've been together for eight years. Uh, they had a, a, an argument hmm. and this was mid show. And I think it was, I think maybe like Freeze went long and didn't know or the guy didn't light him or something like that. And he just went long. And so he was pissed. And and he was kind of like, you know, you know, you know, when you get mad, you're like, man, I ain't doing this shit no more, you know? Right. 
So I'm thinking like, man, I could I could totally see myself like traveling with Charlie. So I kind of brought it up. I was like, yeah, but if like, let's say you did, who would who would he get? You know, and Freeze started naming off people. And all, all I'm hearing is not David Wingfield, not David Wingfield, not David Wingfield. Not, it's like, like he's naming off all these people. Right. But but the next time Charlie was in Virginia Beach, that's how I ended up with it. Okay. Because what had happened was just Freeze never showed up. And Charlie was like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not working together anymore. Like nobody knew. Like nobody, uh, his manager, who's also his cousin, Rich, never thought to book you know to let funny bone know he thought he let the funny but he never let the funny bone know hey we don't have a feature act and they brought in a guy a local guy that you and i both know um to feature it was in virginia beach and he just moved down there from richmond right brought him in and what charlie would do is like every time i would come off stage charlie would go i don't know why they have this guy i don't know why they just didn't bump you to feature you'd have been perfect for this right and he would say it every time I got off stage. So finally, I was like, man, look, if you feel that strongly about it, how about I come do these dates with you? And he goes, yeah, okay, fine. And that was that. Hmm. And so I kind of like looking back, I was like, it was so funny that when I was talking to Freeze, um, and, and, and he's like, yeah, well, he'd have all these people that would open for him, you know. And I'm the one that ended up getting it. So I was I was really kind of proud of myself. Now, it was weird that a few days later, Freeze actually called me after he left Charlie. And he's like, hey, man, how you been? And I thought he was calling me because he knew. Oh, he but didn't he know. Wasn't. I know. No. Oh, comedy. And I was like, oh, this is awkward. It's like comedy <laughs> soap opera. I was oh. like, hey, man, I thought he was calling to like, and then I was like, oh, I thought you knew. He's like, so what have you been up to? I was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> your, your job? That's what I've been up to. And Let's he's like, really? See. I was like, you didn't know. And I was like, oh, this got awkward. Yeah, it was. Crazy. But um, so that was unfortunately the last time I talked to Freeze. But he's a he was always a cool dude. Like, I always got along with him great. And um, yeah, it's just hard when you're in like because Freeze was a, you know, he was a name in his own right before he went with Charlie but he helped Charlie I, I, he really helped Charlie a lot like become a comic but um, now, Charlie was just always hilarious yeah I I command that's what I'm saying I mean hanging out in the green room something like that you're just like wow it's amazing now did you know that he was sick before because I really never really knew that he was sick um, no you never told anybody you know but you but I you mean, knew either, ahead of time um, I knew. Spot, so don't. No, 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 no. I knew. Um, I knew he had been like last time I saw him was in November. I don't know if it was the November. I don't think it was the November before he died, but it was November about a year. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember the dates, but the last time I saw him, yeah, he always was thin, and and even when I met him, he was like he wasn't as big as he was in the Chappelle show because you you could tell he was like really muscular. He just wore that sweatshirt or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, but he was you know thinner every time. And then the last time I saw him um, was at the Coliseum when he was on that Get Down tour, and he was thin then. And I was like Jesus. I, was, I didn't think anything was wrong with him. I just thought whatever. And then. Um, I was in Nashville and that was where I met that Brian Dorfman guy. Right. And we were talking about it and he goes, 
he goes, you work with Charlie? I was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, you better call him. He's like, because he's not doing well. And I was like, shit. And so I, I, I never, I would never call him. I just texted him and I was like, hey, man, I heard things aren't going well. He, he actually, he texted me back. He's like, he's like, everything's good. I'm responding to treatment. And I was like, treatment. I was like, Jesus. I was like, that's not a good word, you know? Yep. So I didn't know what it was. And apparently he didn't tell, he didn't tell hardly anybody, but that's how he was because he didn't want nobody to worry. And that's just the, you know, I can see him doing that. So, but I didn't know like to what extent until he said, until he said treatment. And then I was kind of like, Oh shit. So it's, you know, more than likely some sort of, you know, cancer, which it was, it was leukemia. Yeah. Well, it's even rumored that people like Chappelle and people like that didn't even know until six yeah. weeks or two months before he died that it, it was, that this was going on. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm just saying what it's rumored to be. Yeah. Nobody knew. Nobody he kept he, it very he didn't. He didn't tell anybody, I'm sure, you know, because again, that's, he didn't want the, he didn't want people to think about that. He was, he was such a, just a, a, I say it, I always said it about him, but not in a mocking way, but he was a tough guy. Right. He wasn't, a, he wasn't quote unquote a tough guy. He was a tough guy. Right. I that believe. was just his nature. So he wasn't the kind of guy that was going to put it out there. I mean, that's totally in character for him to not tell anybody. He wouldn't have. And so, you know, I never. You know, we we only talked business when I wasn't with him because um, even after, see, I, I was actually, it's kind of funny, I was with him. You know, the comedy get down was like the last thing he did, that tour with Cedric and mm-hmm. George Lopez yep. and DL and all that. Sure. And that started when uh, they did a benefit in Peoria, Illinois, to, to get a statue for Richard Pryor. Right. And he had sent me a picture. It was kind of funny. He had sent me a picture. I was uh, with Donnell Rawlings in Cleveland. And he had sent me a picture at Richard Pryor's house. And he actually said the same. Me and Donnell said the same thing. See if you can look for a notebook. And he's like, it's funny. Donnell said the same thing. And, um, you know, Ashy Larry from yeah. Chappelle's yep, show. Yep. So when they did all, they all did that show together. And then I was with Charlie in Brunswick, New Jersey at uh stress factory, Benny brand stress factory. And he had gotten the offer to do the tour with them. And he was so happy. And, and rightfully so, because he knew like, he felt like this was him coming into his own. Because the fact that and Mike Epps was actually on the tour to begin uh, with too. Love me, yeah. So it was it was originally it was Mike Epps, um, um, so funny. Uh, Eddie Griffin, D.L. Hughley, George Lopez, Cedric the Entertainer, and Charlie Murphy. And they, Charlie was the last one they asked to be on it, and Charlie was just he he rarely let his card show like that, but he was just effusive that this was like something he earned he felt like he earned it and he did and they're like man he's like i'm on a bill with george lopez and cedric and all these guys he's like wow i was like yeah it's awesome and i knew at that point i was like well that's it for me you know (laughs) 
I'll like, all right, here. thanks and very much. I'm out of here. All right, I'll see you next time. I, well, <laughs> I had already kind of, like, that writing was actually on the wall. Yeah. Um, Rich, his, co- his cousin slash manager, he didn't care for me. So, well, it's so hard to tell. Like, you don't ever know the real reason because, you know, managers are just there to do – they do the dirty they do. work that the yeah. they do the dirty work that the artist doesn't want to do. Yeah. They can be the bad guy. That's their job is to be the bad guy. And so, like, I remember we were going to do Charlotte, and Rich was like, "You're out." I was like, "All right, that's you know." Did I do anything? He's like, "No, just we're going to go a different way." He had somebody he wanted to work in. That's fine. And uh, so I kind of worked. I didn't do all the dates, and then when he got the get down, um, I knew at that point it's like, "Oh yeah, that's." you're you're done you know i mean he doesn't need anybody so um the get down when he came to richmond that was the last time i saw him and but we still kept in touch like i would write him like jokes and stuff and send them to him and and we talked like text a lot so that's cool but yeah i didn't nobody like they all kept that he kept that you know too close to the chest and that was just him. So yeah, yeah. Sad. Was, I was really upset. It was very, it was very surprising. Just kind of out of note. Well, which I actually had read something a couple of days before he died, and it was like said that he was hospitalized, and then I saw something a couple of days. Later. Oh really? Yeah, I don't remember where I read it, but it was something where he, yeah, something where he was, I don't know, hospitalized, but it was he was under medical care. I guess is what I had read. And then the sad thing, the sad thing was is his wife had passed away just a few years before. Yeah. So now he's got a son and a, a daughter with, you know, yeah, from that. And then, uh, and then he had another son, like he was taking care of her son. Right. Cause she had been married before or something like that, or a son from a previous marriage or something. It was really, <laughs> Sorry. So was I'm not laughing at that. You know, I'm just like, this is a comedy show, but we're, but, this, but, 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 but I do want to, I do want, to, yeah, no, it's it's messed up. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm not, I'm not telling you to stop. I'm telling you, like, this is the thing. This is the, this is the thing about a comedy podcast. This is the thing about a comedy of anything. There's a dark side to comedy that people don't understand, and this is one of the things that I'm. One of the reasons I was talking to you about is because you did get to meet Charlie Murphy, and I, I loved his shows on Chappelle's show, um, his stories on Chappelle's show and stuff like that. But also to meet somebody who had gone through, have you, you know, what he went through and to be in a room with somebody like that and to experience him as a soul and as a person, I think that's an amazing thing. And that's why I wanted you to, to kind of share that with, with me and with whoever's listening. But um, have you seen uh, my name is Dolomite? Have you seen the movie? Oh, it's so awesome. I've seen it a couple of times. Fucking fantastic. I've only seen it once. Um, the the scene where where he's in the where Eddie Murphy like the night before he's sleeping in that hotel, and he's looking in the mirror and he's telling his own he's like you said I wouldn't be shit and here I am I'm making a movie, like that part right there gets me every time. It's so powerful. It, That's it's such a, a it's a awesome thing. It's a great movie and just the fact that I love it the fact that he made it for his brother. Yeah, but it's also very cool in the fact that. You know, he just he put so much into it. You can tell that. Yeah. If you know, I I would hope that you know Charlie Murphy would be above looking down on it, and I think that's why Eddie Murphy made it the way he did with so much <clears throat> emphasis. Yes, he wanted to make the movie to make it entertaining, but I feel like he really made that movie so that if his brother, by any way, shape, and means, could see that movie, you know, he was going to be happy about it. 
and I was. Oh, uh, he could have been in it. That would have been cool. If Charlie had been in it. That would have been. been. That would have been great. Yeah, it'd been fantastic. But Charlie would have played Dolomite. That's the thing. <laughs> he probably could have played him. Well, Eddie's. But Eddie said that several times that he would have. So, um, and it's funny. It's funny that like when I go back now and watch Eddie Murphy movies, I can see where he's imitating Charlie. <laughs> right. Because he would do like I can see like where he's channeling because that's like he said Eddie Murphy said that like like for instance when Eddie Murphy has a gun in his hand he's making a face that he gets from Bruce Lee right so I can see but I can see stuff then I was like oh he's doing Charlie because he he like it, Charlie used to tell me a lot about them like growing up and stuff and so like yeah I've you heard stuff and so now it's like it's kind of like you see that relationship or what or you see him just imitating him or whatever. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But did he ever, did you ever get to do Because I heard a story and this is through several different people. I heard one time about how the aunt bunny, remember his comedy album that Eddie Murphy had, we talking about aunt bunny and uh, yeah. she was falling down the steps. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody had asked him like, did your aunt bunny really fall down the steps? And he was like, yes, but no. Did, yeah, I think it was like everything else. I mean, I never asked him stuff like that, but I get the impression that he did the same thing that I did that every other comic should do. You take your real life, you make a joke out of it, but obviously you've got to heighten some of it yeah. for comedic effect. Kind of expand, them. you know. Yeah, you know, and and so a lot of that is there, you know, like the bit about my family meeting each other. You know, that didn't. Obviously, it wasn't didn't happen as it, as I say it happened, but it it did happen. There are elements to it, right? But you you heighten it. But um, yeah, I I don't remember. I was like, oh, is that true? Is that true? Is that true? I forget, dude. Um, because it was like it was always just like a little thing here and there. I never really, I never pressed him about it, and because there were a couple times where it got to him. Right. Like I said, he never let his feelings show a lot, but sometimes it just, it just wore Like he got tired. Like they said, the guy yelled out Eddie Murphy, Rick James. So he was always, he always had to be, feel like that was a shadow. And that's his little brother. Right. And I remember one time he, he, he wasn't, um, he was just in, in, you know, he just wasn't happy and about that. And it was just like, man, what do I got? And he was just like, it was just like me and him together. And he was really getting frustrated. I was like, crap. It was just like any other guy. But dude, your brother is the, I mean, my comedic idol. I grew up like memorizing all those bits that my first time on stage was 12 years old talent show doing Eddie Murphy bits. Right. So yeah, you, you, your brother just happens to be the single biggest comedian of our generation now you've got to go out and, and <laughs> even and and the funny thing is he's funnier right absolutely norm norm charlie was charlie movie. is funnier off stage funnier off stage well i've never been off stage with eddie so i don't know but he's hilarious but he just it just never made it where he got it but he was so i it bugged him a bit but but I never. I, that's why a lot, a lot of times I just never talk to him about stuff like that. Right. I read an interview one time from with Eddie, and uh, he talked about 
and this is after Charlie had, had passed away, but it was um, talking about what a great writer Charlie Murphy was and how yeah. he just really, like, all of his life, he took so much stuff that Charlie had said over the years of them growing up together, and he kind of put that into it, and that if it wasn't for Charlie, he would never have had the career that he had, and I always thought that was pretty cool, so... That's Charlie nice. gave him the confidence. It's a lot like the, and, and this is another thing I used to tell him all the time too. I was like, you understand. I was like, you just came into it a different way. Right. I was like, I was like, you understand families are comedy runs in families. I was like, you've got the Wayans family. You've got the Marx brothers. You've got the Smothers brothers. You've got the, Rocks. Uh, the, the Howards. Right. Yeah. The Rocks. Right. Right. I was like, you just came into it later. I was like, but it's a funny family. I was like, that's just what it is. And, you know, yeah, he was, but he, and, and a lot of times, see, I'm a huge Marx Brothers fan. Absolutely. And their oldest brother, Chico, um, was the one who had all the confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and Charlie was so confident in Eddie, it gave Eddie a, a sense of confidence because Charlie believed in him. And he was like, you can go in there, you know, go in there. He tells the story, man, go down to that club, win that thing, do this bit, this bit, this bit, and you'll win it. And he did because he gave him the confidence to do it. Nice. So that was, yeah. I mean, that was, and Charlie was a good, actually funny. I'm looking at a book right now that Charlie told me about. He turned me on to um, The Writer's Journey. Uh, that was a book that helped him. Basically, it's the, the hero's journey uh, broken down for writers. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. Do you have a, do you have a, before we go, which I got to wrap this up shortly. Um, huh? I will say, I will say there's always one thing I regret. I have one huge regret. It's so funny. Um, every Thanksgiving I was booked in Virginia beach because it was the easy gig. It was, you'd work Wednesday, right? come back, home for thanksgiving right and then me and the wife because it would usually the you know they have a you know i'd have the condo to myself um and i do friday saturday sunday and the wife can come hang out right so i got an offer from rich murphy he's like hey um you want to do dayton friday saturday sunday and i was like well no i was like because I don't want to have to fly during Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. I was like, that would suck. Yeah, right. I was like, I also got this, and also I got this gig, and I would get to do the Wednesday, and it would, you know, I'd make more money. I'd not make more money, but it's a cushier, you know, it's just right. easier. You're closer to home, your family, yeah. Thanks. Closer to home, blah, 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 blah. Right. Totally forgetting that Dayton, Ohio, do you know who lives right outside of Dayton, Ohio? Dave Chappelle. Right. Dave Chappelle well, was he at lives, the club in between, every night. That's between Dayton and Columbus. Which is what, 45 minutes? Yeah. So yeah. long story short, Dave Chappelle was up at the club every night. Mm. Hang, and they hung out all night. <laughs> and Because I met Charlie the next week in Lexington. Right. So you could have gone to Dayton and hung out with Charlie yes. Murphy, Dave Chappelle, who knows who the fuck else. Well, you know Kevin Lee, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, do you remember? Do you remember when Dave Chappelle left a message on Kevin Lee's Facebook? <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs> so 
I was like, if nothing else, I would have loved to have like just said that's like because I always thought that was hilarious. Oh, it's fucking what he did with absolutely that. Absolutely hilarious. I mean, can I tell that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Or is that sure? sure. So Kevin Lee's comic and uh, and Kevin Lee, I guess, lives in D.C. now. Or I don't know where he lives, but I've worked with him. Great guy, yeah. nice guy. Phrase, yeah, and when, I know from D.C. days. Yeah, when when I've worked with him a lot, and uh, yeah, great guy. And when he when he left, uh, when he moved to L.A., when Jay Leno was retiring from the Tonight Show, he put a cool Facebook post about how. He moved to L.A. with his then-wife, and his then-wife wrote Jay Leno a letter saying, hey, my husband just moved here uh, trying to be a comic. Any advice you can give him would be great. Jay Leno called a guy, called Kevin, talked to him on the phone for, like, I don't know, however long, and gave him all kinds of, like, advice. Well, he called me one time. You know that, right? Jay Leno did. Did he? <laughs> yeah. He called me one time when I was in Northern Virginia. I had no idea. It's crazy. Yeah. I saw him on the other side. It's absolutely crazy true it was 2000 was it 2000 something yeah he called me on my phone because my mother had written him an email really yep he called me oh my god i was going to go wait tables it's on one of my other yeah it's true absolutely and the way i could prove it's true is because my mother i called my mom afterwards and was like hey guess you just call me and he's like she's like i don't know who i was like jay leno she was like what she about passed out that's awesome to the pool with my yeah Absolutely true story. I'm saying he's known for doing that, so that's what I'm saying. So, so he goes, and then Kevin went on to say, you know, I've had stars that have slept on my floor, and he was alluding to Chappelle without saying Chappelle. Right. He's like, I've had stars that have, you know, spent the night in my house, and they didn't do anything, blah blah blah. And he goes, that's the kind of guy Jay Leno was. And then you see one of the comments. It says, David Chappelle, your wife never wrote me a letter. And man, that was the funniest thing I think I ever heard him say. <laughs> and I thought that was so. If for nothing else, I would have loved to have just told Dave Chappelle like that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Holy and, shit! But yeah, I missed it. I ended up with Charlie the next week in Lexington, Kentucky, and I think looking back, it might have been like the first hint of him being sick because he had said it. They drank so much that he ended up having like like acute alcohol poisoning or something right well yeah when you're yeah when you go to stuff like that and so looking back i'm wondering if that was like a, a precursor to of a harbinger of things to come but i always like that's like i don't have any regrets per se as far as stand up um you know obviously i regret not getting to where i wanted to be yeah um, we, all, we all do i never we all do yeah yeah there's always that but that's like the one thing i was like Shit, i just wish i had taken that gig mm-hmm but you didn't know then, like nobody said, "Hey, by the way, this is going to happen." So it was. I'd had a, a horrible experience the last time I was in Dayton, uh, and just you know, it didn't. Um, that was the uh, time I worked with the comedian who tweeted things about me while I was on stage. Yeah, I remember that story. So, yeah, so that was um, not. Yeah, I wasn't looking forward to going back to, to, to that club, and oh, I had gotten bitched out by the by the GM too. It was just like his last week there or something. Yeah. And he he bitched me out, like, for nothing. He's like, I was like, hey, man, you all right? He goes, I don't need to talk to you. I was like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Mm. I did TV that week, though, so that was a good, that was a plus. Yeah, sorry, my wife's texting me. Sorry. Uh, I told her, leave me alone. I'm in the studio. But uh, anyways, um, 
No, well, you know, it, but that's the thing about entertainment business um, is that, you know, there's certain people that I know who, you know, I could, I see them someplace and they're big, big time names. Um, if I see them someplace, I'd be like, Hey, what's up? You know? And they'd be like, Hey John, what's up? And I, you know, I could kind of hang out, talk to them and stuff, but they're just these people or these gigs and it's everything that happens in life where you wish you'd taken a gig or you wish you'd been nicer to somebody, you know, back a long time ago because now they're making millions of dollars and they're literally almost a household name. But, you know, that's one of the things, but that's one thing I love about your Charlie Murphy story is it's, uh, the whole thing with the whole way the cognitive thing of how that worked Well, that's, it's cool that you got to know him. Um, and you really kind of got to know him in a very organic kind of way that is, uh, it's cool. And that's one reason why I wanted to, to tell the story about how, you know, you kind of, how you got to know him and how you kind of, because that's, that's what, that's what comedy is. A lot of people don't realize that's what stand up is. You know, that's what, Stand-up isn't just about, you know, fucking making sitcoms and doing all this other bullshit and whatever. I mean, or, you know, I love Burt Kreischer, but it's not about taking your shirt off. and. But that's what Yeah, I don't, I don't, and and I think it was just one of those things I didn't, because it it is because I didn't set out to do that. I didn't know him. When I first met him, I never forget the first thing he said, when he said that, he goes, he goes, I got a question for you. What what jokes do right. you do? And I remember the next year when I worked with him, I was like, I wonder if he remembers me. And he goes, I got a question for you. And I'm thinking, shit, he don't remember me. And he goes, he goes, I was in Los Angeles. I had a cake pop. Is that your wife? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, it's not. I was like, he's like, well, you should sue Starbucks. Nice. I was like, yeah, you can't, you can't sue. That was always our right. thing. He would always be like, He's always telling me I need to sue Starbucks for making cake pops. I was like, that's like one pizza maker suing another pizza maker for making exactly. pizza. And then my thing was always that how every time he would say that, I would say, well, you need to put Canine Posse. Because Canine Posse was my shit. I had no idea he was the manager for them. That was his other brother Vernon's group in the right. 90s. And I was a huge fan of Canine Posse. And I was just like, what's the story with that? I was like, how come that's not on iTunes? He goes, Vernon won't put it on there. I was like, well, you need to, you're the manager, make it happen, manager. And so every time he would come at me with this cake pop, I would be like, you need to get on that. How about that? And so we would always go back and forth joking about that. And it was just always kind of funny. <laughs> That's funny. My my wife came in so. for a second. You want to say hi, honey? Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you? How are you? I'm good. She How are you? She came in to check on me because I've been down here for well, I brought 84 shot minutes. She I brought me a shot. Watch. I just did a shot of tequila. So. Uh, yeah, but we're getting ready to. I know, you keep no, we're to wrap things up. I gotta go to the bathroom. Um, no, I understand. I gotta go to the bathroom yeah, too. Yeah, and you got other stuff to do and everything, dude. I gotta do laundry. I gotta finish laundry. I gotta do. Dishes. I know it's house. It's house life um, for all of us. Um, please tell Kia I said hello, and I hope she's wonderful. And, she is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and Liz has been taking care of me. I, I haven't barely gone out whatsoever in the last. Few months here and there, but uh, it's been kind of yeah. crazy. But uh, yeah, take care of yourself, yeah. man. We have to do that now. I know, but you know, but th- this is the thing is, I you know, people are like, oh, it's a comedy podcast, but the reason why I like talking to comics because even when you know we're supposed to be funny all the time, 
um, you know, when comics get to actually sit and talk about stuff, about other comics and talk about stories, that to me is some of the most interesting stuff that I've ever listened to as far as podcast goes. Um, and just all that stuff like that. So thank you for sharing that, man. That was, that was really cool. And, um, uh, but I hope I see your face sometime again in the near future, man. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, it's, um, just, this has not been the best environment and it's just so much stuff is going on. I was telling, I was telling Um, earlier today, but how I think it was, we were in Virginia beach. I'm almost positive. We were Virginia beach and you were, you were hosting and I was featuring Midland, whatever you want to call it. And okay. well, yeah, but you know what? At that point, and let me just say this. I'll just tell you this. I was actually doing pretty well as far as uh, my sets were going at that time. But you know what? Either one of us, you could have exchanged either one of us for the position of being host or feature. So it wasn't anything like that. But anyways, you were you were hosting MC and, and I went up and you were like, all right, give it up for John D. Miller. And I went up on stage and I bear hugged you <laughs> and i gave this i, I gave this that. giant kiss on the cheek <laughs> i remember yeah. that yeah i'm pretty sure it was virginia well, beach and you were just yeah you know, and you were just like what the fuck and i was like i love you dave like it was yes <laughs> i want to say it was the second show on the weekend i was not drunk but i was definitely buzzing and uh, it was definitely i was like i love you dave i forgot what that was for. I forgot why we were there. No, who we were a, working with? Weekend or something. We were, yeah, we were working down there for like a weekend. Man. I know, but I'm trying to think of who, oh, who the headliner was. was. I don't remember. I have no fucking clue. I want to say Deb Deb. I remember that though. Yeah, they brought you in, and I forget who the it wasn't Bobby Lee. I... It was uh, no. It was what's his name from Chicago? Who knew? No, it wasn't him because I was hosting that week. Who the fuck was that? Was it, Dub, it wasn't Dub David off. No, although I love I love Dub, he's awesome. I don't remember I don't remember who it was, but it was somebody. And yeah, I just remember he brought me on, and then I just ran up and just grabbed him. I remember yeah. that, and everyone was like, kinda, "I kind of like." Everybody, it. <laughs> everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I was like, "It's manly love, people." Norm, exactly. There you go. It's manly love, people. Norm yeah. and uh. But I was telling Liz about it earlier. She was laughing because it was just like, at first you were like, eh, and then you hugged me back, which I was thinking. So, so the audience is like, what, what, these, what, what? <laughs> like, 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 yeah, what, right. They was on? always, yeah, it was always like, oh yeah, the, the the audience, like you always forgot about that. Yeah. And that was the cool thing too, is like when like, so I remember like I think me and Cantone were working with uh, I forget the guy's name, but um, Dan Gabriel. It was like Christmas, so it was like nobody ever there. And and Cantone comes on stage, and Buzz starts playing the the theme to the Greatest American Hero. Right. And I don't know what it was, but I turned and looked at Nick, and Nick looked at me, and we just like locked eyes. We we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna hug right. <laughs> we're gonna like make sweet sweet love right here, and we just knew it. And we just and you you tell ask Nick the story. And Nick goes, we hugged, and it was long, and it was good. <laughs> he goes, we knew. It was, but it was like it was always doing shit like that. And it was always that was always missed about the 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 gigs and stuff, the stuff that you would you Absolutely. know that was uh so I, I in that respect I hella miss it man yeah. I I really do like just just kicking it with the you know and and the shows in South Beach and um 
I will say everybody talks about that closer. They used to do the Shavarank thing. I actually got the idea for that on the way to a South Beach. Yeah, yeah. That was so. a killer closer, man. That was good. Yeah, I, I on the way to South Beach, I heard some dance hall reggae. And I was like, kind of want to stab somebody, and then <laughs> kind of where that started. So yeah, yeah. I mean, closer the killer, but yeah, that's what I that's what I miss. I miss my comedy brethren and how do you say women? I don't know, uh, sistering, sistering. There you go. Okay, know. I'll take that. Um, that's kind of I, I miss those people. I miss hanging out with comics, and I mean, I miss it. And this is one reason why I, I was like, when I got on this podcast thing, I was like, wait, so I can record remotely. And still talk to people. Isn't that cool? That yeah. is cool. And it's, you know, I don't know. We're going to put it through. But you're my, you're, my, you're my first ever actual guest on the show other than my wife. Um, but... Wives don't count. No, they don't. I know. And I've already told my wife that. So she's fine with it. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, I am, I'm glad to have done it, man. I'm Absolutely. glad I can. Um, well, please. I mean, you can come back it. on the show any other time. We'll come back in. I mean, if anything, I'm out of stories. I don't have any more stories. So I don't know what nah, we're talking about. We'll hang out. Okay. We'll riff about bullshit that's going on in the world. Okay. Yeah. You can do I a pop do in. We'll have to do you can do a pop in. And uh, I like that. Yeah. Hang out. We'll, I'll call you. You can talk about some shit. We'll talk about what's going on in the world or cool. You know, we'll just vent and uh, scream at the sky for a little bit. <laughs> and I hear we'll, you. we'll be fine. So. <laughs> My dude, yeah, brother, I miss you, man. Um, you too, you. man, and thank yeah, you, no. thank you for having no, me, thank man. You so much and, for coming um, on the show. And so, all right, so let's let's replug keyandco.net, yeah. keyandco.net, and Candy Valley Cake Company.com. Um, yeah, I mean, man. I wasn't bringing you on here to plug your wife stuff, but I'm going to do it because it's local businesses, businesses, Please. and uh, yeah, so hit them up. Um, I guess I could say that's a way to pay you because obviously I'm not paying you anything for your time. Wait, I what? That's a way to kind of pay you back a little bit for your time, I guess. Was to give you a now you tell me I'm not getting. Now you tell me that. Now that we're finished, <laughs> yeah, getting paid. Yeah, yeah. Son of, I'm never doing one of these things again. That's it. <laughs> we're through. I miss you, homeboy. And uh, we we should we should actually look we should look at doing our own podcast. Two two yes. guys, middle initials. Two guys with the middle initials and our special guest would be Warren B. Hall. There you go. <laughs> the guy can fuck himself, though. I don't know. Why? I don't know that who you're talking about. Warren B. Hall. Who is it? You don't know who Warren? Warren B. Hall, middle act, uh, feature act from, uh, I don't know where he's from. <laughs> I don't know where he's from. Nice guy, though. One right. of the first well, guys I, I worked with. Really nice I guy. Warren B. Yeah, Hall, he's cool I'm guy. sorry. I, didn't, I don't know you. So. Warren's that dude. Actually, I have heard of him. Never mind. Not people think I'm an asshole. Yeah. All right, I have to edit this shit out, actually, which I don't do. So just so you know, I don't really edit episodes. I pretty much just I run them kind of straight through. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, I didn't say anything worth editing out. So Warren's a nice guy. Okay, I don't know him. Warren, I'm sure you're a nice but, guy. Um, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I don't know you. I say buddy. Hell of a nice guy. Well, shit. Now you make me feel like a hole. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Oh, well, <laughs> <not. laughs> hmm. uh, fully. All right, we're gonna do a clean break now. Uh, are we? Um, but, are we? All right. Yeah. We keep yeah. saying that, but because it just goes like it's just it's just no good when it smolders like. No, I know. It just Wait, gets it's awkward. <laughs> But I just want to say uh, I appreciate you having me, Absolutely. and uh, um, I will will definitely be in contact. In the yeah, future. buddy. Thank you All for coming right. on. 
Until thank you for coming on the Jundy Podcast, and I want to thank you, buddy, and I will talk to you soon, man. I love you, bro. David Steve Wingfield, everybody. Love you too. All right. All right thank man. you. See you. All right. Bye. I'll see you. Hey, everybody. How'd you like that one? Huh? Over 90 minutes with a very funny man, Mr. David C. Wingfield. Hey, he's awesome. Great guy. Very much a, he's a big teddy bear and a great guy. And I really enjoyed talking to him. You know, because once, you know, when, when you've been doing comedy and you've been just kind of through the ringer a little bit, which is what he has too, as much as, uh, as, much as I have, um, I might have been it longer, but yeah, I, you know, I would consider him definitely a peer. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's there you go. So there's some there's some guest action for you. Um, I know the audio was a little tricky, but this whole remote recording, you know, I'm still figuring out. But I I think it, I think it came out okay. I think it came out all right. So I hope you enjoyed. Like, subscribe, download. Please tell your friends. Follow me on Twitter, John D Comedy, and uh, I hope you enjoyed. All right. So. All right, I got to go because I got to get ready for my next guest, which I'm going to have on soon. Hi, Falayan. And uh, yeah, so I'll talk to you soon, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Johnny Podcast. See you.